You're listening to the Mobcast Network. I am JD from How It Stacks, and I'm here to give you a little bit of foresight into our show. This is correct. Professor Willis and I and the Bulldog tend to get a little carried away and excited about our topics, and we can use a little language that might not be suitable for work. So this is a forewarning for all you listeners out there in magical internet land that we do use language like... F. And B. And C. And D. And what's left? I don't know, but we use variations of all of those. Okay. For those out there with sensitive ears and listening land... This is a forewarning. We use language on the show. Bitches. What's up, everybody? Welcome to How It Stacks. I am JD. And I'm Willis. And that is Bulldog. What? I that pointed. is Bulldog. I pointed at you. Yeah. And regular names this time. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> nice. The professor in the yes. Bulldog. I still think you need to change your Twitter, bro. No. <laughs> I'm telling you, It's man. staying. Budlow Bud is not as cool as Bulldog. Okay. It sounds like a... I will second that. Okay. It's true. See? See? You're, out, you're outvoted. You're outweighed. But then we have to turn my, my wife's Twitter account into Femme Bulldog, and then we would be calling her... A bitch. And we're not going to do that. <laughs> I can understand why you've chosen not to do that, sir. <laughs> you're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody hack his account. I, I would advise no one doing that, but you know. Yeah, to each their own. So, gents, what do y'all have going no, on? No, she's a she's a lovely woman. I thoroughly agree. Yeah, she she is quite <laughs> epic, man, and makes some of the best vegan food I've ever had in my life. Yeah, she actually makes me think that I could pull the vegan thing off. It's it, it, we're really close anyway. I, I mean, I'm almost paused because I'm just like I'm, I'm re- been researching how like the meats process and everything like that, and it's just like pretty disgusting. You need to raise your own cow and slaughter no it in shit. the back. Oh, real quick, real quick while I'm thinking about it, for those out there in listening land, you, if you hear a little bit of ambient sound every now and then through the rest of the show, um, our studio's AC is not working, so yes, we've got about... hot as balls. Yeah, we've got three fans blowing in here just to kind of keep us chilled out so we can get the... I think it's been a while since we've mentioned where we're at. We're in Alabama, Yeah, we're in yes. the middle of summer, Yeah, it so is, it um, is super hot. So hot, yeah, hot's an understatement. They so actually... Yeah, if, when, if you don't like the ambient noise... Uh, yeah. Eat a dick. Yeah, yeah. So here, like, just like weather casters actually go, it, hey, it's it's uh, it's going to rain today. It's going to be Alabama tomorrow. That just means it's going to be hot. Right. That's actually how they talk about it now down here. It's in the, like in the, walking through pudding. Yeah, it's fucking. It's terrible. So, uh, gents, you guys have been up to anything epic lately, or what? What's been going on? Ah, uh, not much, man. I'm you know worked all week and then you know binge watched all of our research material in the last twenty four hours. Stayed up all night. Yeah, I'm trying to think of when did we do the. The interview for Pensacon it was like a week ago. Well, I mean, in have we talked about it? Uh, loosely. I don't remember if we talked about it or Did not. We talk, no, no. But the last time we talked about it was before. Before we had done it. Yeah. Before we yeah, done yeah. it, we okay. have done it. Got some really cool info out of it. Yeah, yeah it's a lot I, of fun. Yeah, all that all that'll be up. Uh, It'll my, be up on Mike YouTube and Amanda were were awesome. Um, nothing but respect for those two. Really, really good. Oh, yeah, really great crew. Um, but yeah, that'll be coming out soon. So I think we we got a reveal to do because people Indeed. obviously love our reveals. They're not here for the uh, not here for the Pentagon talk. They're not. Anyway. Here, they're not. That's here what the YouTube channel's for, right? Exactly. For YouTube exactly. interview, I should say. Yep. Either one. So without any waiting. Right, Stargate SG One and the fucking movie. Fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> These things were. Yeah, I, I I was really excited when uh when this this got the approval for us to do. Yeah, <laughs> like I was man, because uh, I loved it 
back in the day as a oh, kid. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I say a kid. I mean, it was what's the nineties? Uh, the movie was 90, 94. 94. Okay. And then uh, the TV show was ninety seven. Uh, yeah, ninety seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah, ten years. Ten yeah. years. The ten longest, years. second long. Well, actually, you're the professor, yeah, so yeah. it's only second. Second longest sci-fi TV show in history, behind Doctor Who. The longest running American sci-fi uh, sci-fi TV series. Period. Yeah, uh, and Doctor Who only beat it by just what a couple couple Something decades, like couple decades, yeah. about right. forty years. Yeah, yeah. if Extra you 40 if years. you connect the two, you know the the old series with the new series, sure. Yeah. Well, then you only if you don't want to connect those two, you still only take out twelve years or whatever it is. So yeah. it's like eighty seven well, to two thousand five. Even so. now, even now, Doctor Who's on season eight. Yeah, and true. It, it's not slowing down at all. True. Um. Anyway, so yeah, Stargate, man. Uh, yeah, this shit was uh. I was super into Star. Well, I say super into. I didn't. I don't know if like I'm sure they had toys. I'm gonna pull that up real quick. But uh, I didn't own any Stargate toys. Yeah, did. I didn't have any Stargate um, toys. But I did really like the movie. When oh yeah, I love. Well, I was gonna the say movie. by the time this came out, that would be what. So the movie was '94. So that's fourth grade. Yep. Yeah, I guess it still would have been. I don't think they had toys though. That, yeah, uh, I don't think uh, it was. Ooh, uh, hold on, dude. Not I Stargate mean, SG One. Okay, uh, if you're gonna go with technically yes okay. but there are toys for everything and some yeah. of them are not appropriate for kids to play with so mm. we can't we can't say yeah they made one action figure i mean it wasn't a gi joe or a teenage mutant ninja turtles or yeah. voltron or power rangers they didn't have a humongous line of toys yeah I mean, it they may have had a couple action it wasn't figures, made to sell toys it, it was yeah it yeah. wasn't like they they mass made actually you know as a matter of fact they did they had a uh, they had a really? toy line um, the movie, uh, they had a Scar, uh, the Rebel Leader. They had a Stargate Daniel. They had Kurt Russell's character. Oh. Um, so they did have a toy line. And but I, the toy line was based off of the movie or the TV they show? They had both. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they came out with both. And um, yeah, Kurt Russell's mold does not compliment him. <laughs> <laughs> that that was way back before we had the stuff that, we have now where we can do a 3D scan and a 3D print and get it looking just what like the, the actor. Is he wear, like He's not even wearing what he wore in the movie. Mm. Wow, that's weird. Um. Anyway, yeah, we'll see. We'll put a link up to it on the. Uh... What you see that doesn't look nothing. Doesn't look. Fucking he looks like wow. a like a mall cop. Yeah, he looks like a mall, like <laughs> Paul Blart. What, what is this? This is back with I can't fucking talk. Uh, but the yeah, chick, the chick that plays Carter on SG One, her IMDb uh, IMDb photo is kind of hot. Wow, she's kind of banging. So, uh, Stargate the movie, right? Yes. I, it was huge for me, dude. I loved it. My mom, I think, took me to see it in theaters. And then yeah, we, I think we I saw it, it in theaters, too. I really, really enjoyed it when I was a kid. That, I think it was mostly because of the, the mechanical, yeah, like, the mechanical helmets awesome. I thought were so right. badass. I, I'd say what really drew me to Especially this. Especially the reveal. It was yeah. like a... yeah, Aliens with crazy, like, like eagle heads? Robot like, heads. what? Is yeah. that? And oh, oh. Oh, like it's yeah. a it's a freaking he- like helmet. They're human. Yeah. What? That was nuts. Um, I love the lore. Like the yeah. like the, yeah, it, the it mixed Egyptology with the, aspect of it is really because cool. that's always been something that's always been speculated and talked about for generations. It's still, I mean, it, they we recently found another hypothesis that explains maybe how we moved uh, the giant boulders as far as we did with the technology of the day, and it, it turns aliens, out aliens, right? Well, yeah, uh, without involving aliens, oh, uh, damn it, it. In theory, if you add the right amount of water to the sand that's out there, it creates like the a surface that we are like the sand turns into a surface that would be a lot easier than we previously expected to move those giant you know 50 ton boulders whatever it is it's still not easy but it's a lot easier than we previously had and it's a lot less boring than alien it's it's a lot more boring than aliens i know i agree 
I agree. Uh, I just want to turn to the History Channel. Aliens, man. Right. Yeah, I'm telling uh, you. Uh, one, one thing that I, I think is, is kind of funny is that uh, in the in the film, it's the Air Force doing all this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like the yeah. Marines or the Army. Right. It's the Air Force or the Navy. You know, and I was like, that's okay. You yeah. know, I kind of, all right, maybe, you know, and, and okay. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. sure. Right. Uh, we were talking about the, the, the whole tying in uh, history. Yeah. Uh, it would be just the same reason I like Assassin's Creed. Where it's you take existing events and then tie in science fiction or just a, an alternate history. Yeah. Um, where it, it brings in like some crazy stories that you're like, I could see that happening. Like that. Yeah, I could see uh, aliens building the, the pyramids and using them as a teleport to get here from across the planet, across the, the universe. Why not? Yeah. The way it was done was was uh, it, it was it was convincing enough to where it was like sure. I could I could honestly see why this would. Yeah, it be passes this. that that little bit of um, checking your doubt at the door. Like yeah. you, you come in, they they at least give a a plausible explanation in science fiction, at least uh, as to how this could be, and it, it made enough to where I could overlook the fact that it's probably yeah. not what happened. It's the only television series currently endorsed and supported by the United States Armed Forces. Yeah, which is crazy. Wait, what? It's the yeah. only TV series endorsed and supported by the U.S. Armed Forces, especially the Air Force. There was only one event in SG-1 that the uh, Air Force, it was when they talked about Area 51 and the aliens. Yeah. They got pissed that they did really? that. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, they let them use an actual military installation. Yeah. Right, right. It's a Cherokee Creek or something. Which it's was not actually, Cheyenne it Mountain. Was, I think it was NORAD. In, well, I uh, think it was Cheyenne Mountain in the movie. No, it's in SG One also. Oh, is it's it? It's Cheyenne okay. Mountain the entire time. It was, that's uh, one of the things that stays the same. It was <laughs> NORAD in a uh, in the and I think in like a uh, shit the computer thing, War Games. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it. I think it was. Yeah, anyway. I think it was the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, the movie like was. I, I all, all about it. It was that one where yeah. we'd come on TV and we'd watch Stargate. You know, like we'd yeah. rent Stargate. You know? yeah. I mean, it was that one that we used to See, like. I don't think I watched it like multiple times. Really? I don't think I watched it a whole bunch of times. I remember really liking it, but I think I only ever saw it in the theater. Now, I do remember it like, being. I, like, I think it's really seriously been like 15, 20 years since I've watched it. I think I'm movie. in the middle of this because I, I, I remember really liking it the first time I saw it. And then that was what, fourth grade. So then somewhere. Probably in the middle of watching the show, I probably went back and watched it again, running yeah. it at Blockbuster or Movie Gallery or whatever was close. Um, and then I've actually watched it semi for you young as that's, well. That's where you get used to get movies. Yeah, before Netflix, where you just pushed play and it worked, uh, or YouTube, oh. you used to have to go to a physical location <laughs> and, and hope it was up. in. Yeah, and hope it was there. Uh, similar to Redbox, but you had to deal with a teenage kid with pimples and try to get yeah. one. Yeah, you guys, it's over there in aisle three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you brought up a point, and this actually brings up something uh, something important that we were talking about earlier. Uh, there are some pretty stark differences between the movie and the TV show uh, it's, it's that kind of lead to some pretty big plot holes. But, uh, you know, the fact that in the movie, no one can speak English in the first episode of the TV series. They, you know, Well, in the first episode of the TV series, Scar uh, uh, speaks in really broken English. Yeah. Right. But you know, by the end of that episode, he's speaking fluently. Yeah, uh, that doesn't make sense to you. No, not at all. Uh, they're they're in a, they're uh, but they adapt well. They're you mentioned human. you mentioned earlier. Okay, uh, <laughs> the Stargate was located in uh, in the movie. It was located in a military installation inside Creek Mountain. In the series, it was located inside Cheyenne Mountain. Okay, so maybe. They did discommission it, so yeah. uh, we oh we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. we'll get sorry, there. sorry. But uh, jumping ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see, uh, 
Colonel O'Neill's son had a different uh, had a different name in the movie. In the movie, he was named Tyler. In the in the TV show, he was named Charlie. But that's not a big thing. Uh, Colonel O'Neill's name is spelled with one L in the movie and two L's in the TV show, which sounds small and petty. But uh, the guy who plays O'Neill in the movie actually emphasizes the fact that he has two L's in his last name. Makes the, no the reason he whatsoever. did it is he actually like there's I've read because I've got a I had a fact page up earlier and it talked about how um uh macgyver uh, uh james Anderson. spader no no james no. james spader no. is daniel in the movie it's, uh, um oh my god it's anderson it's oh, uh, uh, Robert, richard, richard dean, dean anderson. Yeah, richard dean anderson, richard dean anderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry fans out it's there okay. yeah. um it talked about how he did not like how uh russell portrayed that character in the movie so he actually opted for like a a slight change so he could make it his own character which you know, I mean, it's he's more relatable in the TV show. Yeah, he definitely seems like the badass in the uh, in the movie. I really like this character in the film. Um, but uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know what do y'all what do y'all remember about it? Well, I mean, I really like I said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I you know, I, I watched it. I liked the helmets and the the cool moving yeah. pyramid spaceship. You know, all that shit was cool. Uh, I mean, other than that, I don't really know what else did, to say. Did, I didn't have any toys or anything. I didn't either. Man, did you? Uh, did you watch SG One when you were young? No, I didn't either. Did you? I didn't watch I did. any of the TV shows. I did. Okay, so um, I actually this uh, harkens back to the Baymanette days. Oh, wow. uh, I actually watched it there as well. I think I remember that because I used to walk because that like, was in the in its prime. Yeah, I think I remember walking in and y'all be watching it and I'd be like, "Fuck!" Somebody, stupid. somebody there. It must have been. Was Daniel maybe? Maybe he owned like everything that was out so far on DVD. Yeah, that was huge because that shit was expensive back yeah. then. Really yeah, really expensive. And then, uh, but we didn't spend it on dishes or anything else. No, so. or food or cleaning supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Whole another story. Uh, but you yeah, know, I I watched the show a lot when it was out. Um, and, and not just live. It was because I had a, a roommate at the time who who owned it. I would go back and watch them. So I loved the show when it was out. Real now, I honestly uh, I don't remember anything about it. Not even hype. You know, um, which is kind of well. That's you see, and I remembered it as kind of a flop. I see, thought that it did the movie do really or the well. show. Uh, the movie, okay. Yeah, so, I don't see, know if I the movie did that. The well, movie though, did, did really well. Did it really? Yeah, well. I was looking it up, and it, it apparently did really well. But I thought it was supposed to be so, kind of uh, a flop. Here, like, here, the, way over budget. Real crazy thing about the movie is uh, when Spader read the initial script, he thought it was terrible. Yeah. The actual only reason he did the movie was a for the money, and then b because the director's passion for the film and the project was so like immense and deep that it inspired spader to do the film and the film actually went on to be quite a decent flick yeah oh no i i i remember liking it i just didn't think it did well either um maybe not critically but i think like fis- fiscally at least yeah yeah it, it made money right right okay um it's something real quick about sg1 and uh i will steal a little bit of the professor uh jujus juice jujus really is that that is, came out terrible so we're going wrong. back to the, the the, the taco days. What, what did you taco Sanchez? <laughs> yeah, he was all right. So Taco Sanchez was a character that I played, which was a ripoff of a robot chicken, George W. Bush. So George W. Bush, a robot chicken, used to love tacos. He's like tacos rule. And then I did an impression of that character on a improv show, and I called him Taco Sanchez. Yeah. And then uh, that's where and then you try to use it here with yeah. no reference and sounded incredibly racist. Yeah. It yeah. did not sound racist. I've sure. talked to people and they said yeah. it didn't. Were these people from from Gorilla? I love you too. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. SG One steal some juju's. What? SG One was actually uh, nominated for 129 different awards over wow. its 10 year run. Right? That's crazy, bro. Oh yeah. And like, I, I don't ever remember it being that fucking. So big. that's that's almost 13 per year. Kind of. Yeah. 
Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 129. So I had at 130 with 10 years. That's yeah. 13 awards per year on average. Yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nuts, I, unless I just don't keep up with awards enough, that sounds really, really I good. Just, and I, like I said, yeah. like, I keep trying to figure out, like, remember the hype around it. And I don't, I, like, I actually remember hearing about it and being like, there's no way that's going to be good. Well, yeah. I don't remember, like, outside, like, nerd culture hype like it yeah, wasn't that it, like, maybe what it was and i think we might be spoiled with all the stuff we have now with you have agents of shield and all those shows that everyone is hyped up about yeah. but 10 years ago it wasn't like that you you could have the same I can't, you wouldn't have the same show the same topic and it wouldn't it wouldn't have any hype around it yeah. it, it, it wouldn't i think i wouldn't uh well we'll we'll get into that in the second half of the show but uh we're kind of running on the assumption that everyone who's listening to the show right now is familiar with the with the source material. So, real quick, let's do a let's do a plot synopsis. Uh, so, are we doing this? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Are we whoa, doing whoa. this? Let's, a la, uh, let's, Top Gun? let's let's do it. Let's do it the right way, ladies and gentlemen. I give you Professor Willis. In 1928, in Egypt, a strange device is found by an expedition. In the present days, the outcast linguist Dr. Daniel Jackson is invited by a mysterious woman to decipher an ancient hieroglyph in a military facility. Soon, he finds that the device was developed by an advanced civilization and opens a portal to teletransport to another planet. Dr. Jackson is invited to join a military team under the command of Colonel Jonathan Jack O'Neill that will explore the New World. They find a land that recalls Egypt and humans in a primitive culture that worship and are slaves to Ra, the god of the sun. But soon they discover the secret of the mysterious Stargate. Dun, dun, dun. Really well done, dude. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's, so you got you got SG-1 ready? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute, oh, wait, a minute. Oh, wait. wait a minute. Oh, almost. Oh, oh, almost. Gungan style. <laughs> wait. I thought you were about to go <laughs> into Macarena. Way to, that was a great way to fill time there. Yeah. I thought you were about to go into Macarena. Okay, hey, So... <laughs> General, I got to hold on, ladies and gentlemen, Professor Willis. (laughs) General Hammond summons Colonel Jack O'Neill out of retirement to embark on a secret rescue mission. O'Neill confesses that he disobeyed orders to destroy the Stargate on planet Abydos and that scientist Daniel Jackson may still be alive, arriving on Abydos with his team. O'Neill meets up once again with the scientist, who has discovered a giant, elaborate cartouche in hieroglyphics. All signs point to the fact that this is a map of many stargates that exist throughout the galaxy, a development that makes the dream of the SG-1 team to travel throughout the universe in time a reality. Well, well, that's just coming from the heart, bro. <laughs> I well like done. I like the way you Actually, read it. Actually, it's coming from IMDb, but yeah. <laughs> I like the way you read it, but that last son- sentence sounded like a really long run-on sentence. I was yeah, like, probably. Phrased differently. Wait, I probably, you said it's IMDb? Yeah, it's, it's just the, the synopsis from IMDb. Say, if it was, uh, if it was Wiki, Wikipedia, we could go ahead and change just it. Just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm just trying to think of, like, again, I keep going back to, to SG-1. And I remember, I think I did hear a little bit about it, and it was just like, ah, MacGyver's in it. Um, nah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, well, I mean, if you're going to make a movie about a bunch of, a bunch of people trapped on a, a, a primitive, far-off land, wouldn't you want MacGyver there? I would heck, want MacGyver Heck there. yes. Yeah. That, and I mean, it, he comes in handy. Exactly. He yeah, doesn't yeah. carry a Swiss Army knife. He doesn't do yeah. stuff with gum and paper clips. But by golly, he can get you out <laughs> of a, a tough spot. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, 
I can't believe you guys didn't watch the show. I know, man. It's, yeah, I didn't watch it, it when I was a kid. It's man. a it's a first one for us, but I felt it like I felt it was appropriate to do with Stargate because you know, we've talked about like these TV shows before that are just super long, like Doctor it, Who and, and all that. I think it was more along the lines of the fact that we just couldn't find another, another good movie to pair with, with Stargate. Yeah, yeah. You know, we like could have did, you know, uh, Days of Thunder and Top Gun. I'll tell you, you another. Know, what about match. uh what about that was it Soldier? The one with Kurt Russell where he's Universal a, Soldier. Nope, nope. There's Universal Soldier and there's one very similar where Kurt Russell is the main character and he gets dropped off on a trash planet because the younger people come in. It, I shit you not, it's almost the same premise. Hmm, and, what? Uh, yeah, let's see. We're not talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. I promise you, dude, it's Kurt Russell. It, 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 I just thought about it, but it's too late now because we're obviously you know, in the middle of well, this Well, we one. could do those two, though. We could do Universal Soldier and then Kurt Russell Soldier or whatever it's called. Yeah, we could. That'd make for... Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. It's called Soldier, and it is with Kurt Russell. Oh. It's, yeah, Soldier, and it's Kurt Russell, and it's pretty much the same premise. They got a 5.9 on IMDb. Wow. That's actually... I mean... It came out in 98. From what oh. it sounds like, it, you're doing pretty good at almost six. I'm just throwing that out there. I tell you what, dude. Well, let's, uh, I mean, obviously Mark we're off. way off topic, yeah. but we'll do, uh, we'll do uh, Soldier with Universal Soldier, the Battle of the Soldiers. We'll I was actually, I was actually really shocked at how high both, both of these topics were rated on IMDb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the movie got a 7.0, which isn't bad. The uh, Stargate SG-1 gets an 8.5. Yeah, as, dude. Oh, well, that's really a, a, good. As my memory has it, it should. Yeah, yeah that's like, that's big time that, because there's... That I mean, sits about on, uh, about on point. I, yeah. Top Gun wasn't there. Days of Thunder mm-hmm. wasn't there. I don't no. think Garfield was there. Nothing no. that we've done recently. It broke the 8. Yeah. You know, it's, and this it's, one's, it's tough yeah. to get over an 8 on IMDb. Yeah, so... I uh I got a oh dog face. Let's see if I can go back to that. I actually I had uh, some trivia up for these gents and I exited out of it by mistake. So oh, that wait, was a you're in damn Chrome though, right? Thing to I, do. I just went back. Yeah. I was gonna say right click on the new tab thing. And yeah. Then, yep, Done, okay. brother. Gotcha. Done. So uh you know uh, let's go ahead. I'm I'm gonna improvise some questions for you know what fuck it. Let's just do the SG one trivia. All right, so All right. this is SG one. It's ten questions. Uh, I know, so I, like, one per season. One, one per season. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually that's one thing I want to talk about is and we got off topic is that we picked one season of this show because it is so massive and we wouldn't feel like we could do it justice by you know only doing one season and judging the whole thing so we're doing stargate sg1 season one and then maybe later in how it stacks you know lifespan we'll go back and we'll do sg you know the rest of the series of the later years etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah because i well we'll yeah, we'll get back to that in the second half of the right show. so I'm, uh, I'm really trying not to spoil it yep me too <laughs> what does the sgc want to observe on planet hanaka H-A-N-K-A. A, an eclipse. B, a star exploding. C, a black hole. Or D, a rainbow. What were the options again? An eclipse, star exploding, black hole, rainbow. I'm going to go with eclipse. Okay. I'm going to go rainbow. All right. Because it sounds like the worst possible (laughs) answer. It was a black hole. Why would you want to observe a black hole? (laughs) I mean, have you ever seen one? I would. Which, well, I mean, you can't see anything. Uh, you can observe what it does <laughs> no to the light. surrounding area. Oh, yeah. okay. that's, what, how, that's how we know they exist. But if you're in the surrounding area, you're in the black hole. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think that was the, the premise. I think the premise is that there, there, there is a planet that was going to yeah. be within visible range of it to see the, the I, I this will, is a mid 90s sci-fi show so I, let's I, not start I, I do want to so this, next, this <laughs> next one is one thing that i absolutely loved that they did with the show um was that they had S, they had the various sg teams yeah. and i was like that is an ingenious idea in case you ever want to do a spinoff yeah You're right you know it's like ah we have 30 and teams they did yeah <laughs> so which sg team dies with the rest of the population on hunka the same planet as the black hole thing 
I don't think I got SG1, SG7, SG2, SG4. Four. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, is that right? I don't know. Just guess. I'm going to go with seven. Uh, you got it. Really? Wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Seven's my lucky number. Four sounded good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's all about that same planet. What'd you do? Pick this one. I don't fucking the trivia know. from one episode. I tell you what, let's just let's go to break, and then, then, I, then I'll pick out another quiz, and we can come back and do it that way. Because I, you know, I didn't get quite that far in yeah, the series. I, I vaguely remember I'm, this episode, but I think it was from like when I watched it as, and, like, and, like, yeah. I, as and a kid. No bullshit. I stayed up all night last night binge watching this show. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been there, dude. I watched. I've been watching. And I head. did not get to where you're talking about. All right, cool. <laughs> then we'll skip it and we'll come back and do one after and, the break. And in case you're wondering, no, we didn't fall asleep. That's part of the reason that you were yeah. watching it. Yeah. Yeah. It was insomnia. So there's yeah. no way you just fell asleep and missed the episode as it was playing through. Yeah, Netflix. exactly. <laughs> so I am JD. And I'm Willis. And this is a commercial break. Damn straight it is. On How It Stacks.
I'm wearing a t-shirt right now. He's wearing a t-shirt right now, and so is he. And the best part about t-shirts is, is you can buy one too. And the best place to buy a t-shirt is geek-io.com slash tfury. Because they sell t-shirts at tfury. And the best way to get there is geek-io.com slash tfury. Because you can have a t-shirt, he can have a t-shirt, and I can have a t-shirt. But only if I go to geek-io.com slash tfury. So this is JD from How It Stacks, and I'm wearing a t-shirt. And I approve this message. What's up, everybody? This is JD with How It Stacks. I'm here today to talk to you about Think Geek. We all know who they are. We all love what they sell. But the best way to get to them is geek-io.com slash thinkgeek. Once again, we are proud to announce that Think Geek is a part of the Geek.io network. And the best way to get to their website is geek-io.com slash thinkgeek. I am JD, and I approve this message. Closing Iris. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. My name is Willis. And I'm JD. And this is how it stacks. We are talking about Stargate and Stargate SG-1 today. Oh, yeah, we are. And uh, it, it we cut the first half of the episode kind of short because there's just, it's really, really hard not for us to spoil the stackage on this. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, that's exactly. At we least walk- for me and JD. <laughs> we walked outside and I was like, I I really didn't know what to say because I didn't want to, like, give anything away. <laughs> um. I think if you, I think you can pretty much tell from our general, you know, yeah, general tone. You, you guys know what's coming. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll stick to tradition and then we'll get you there. But I I just gotta say, so we're at the research portion of the show and it was really cool. covered a lot of our research in the first half yeah. of the show. But I think it's because it's one of those things that you know well, we, we liked so much that it was just hard not to not to share our, our opinions as a children yeah. and our opinions now as an adult because they just they do kind of merge together sometimes. And I yeah. think this is a great example of. A situation where we're like, this is just so awesome. I'm going to talk about everything I know about it because we're excited. Well, that and I think part of it was you guys didn't see the show as kids anyway. So there wasn't a whole lot you guys could talk about. And my only experience was, yes, it was good. And I liked watching it. So, I mean, I I, it's it's one of those shows that I thoroughly enjoyed as a a teenager. So it wasn't like a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where you're what, uh, six and seven. And you're kind of you're, you're just that show was probably not I I haven't watched it but probably not as good as I remember as a kid if I had to guess I would imagine because I was like six and seven and it's, there are a lot of jokes that you find funny that really aren't that funny so I, I will say this and, I, and I'll throw myself to the wolves because I, I really don't care but I mean I think a big period and I stayed away from it back then it's like I literally like sci-fi wasn't this is going to sound terrible but I didn't think it was producing the quality of media that you know, right? That I wanted, you know what I mean, and and I think that's a it's an understatement, and it sells them short because they had shows like this that were on it that you know did really really well, yeah, you know, and that were really really good. I think I think it's because when I when I was a kid, sci-fi meant Star Wars. That's it. Yeah, Star Wars and Star Trek. Well, for me, it was Star Wars, but you know, to each their own. Yeah, I mean, I have to or agree both. with you. You don't. We yeah. don't have to just watch one. Yeah. We, I, if you I, say I think, so. I think you kind of hit the nail on the head, though, because like the more I think about it, is like I when I think of science fiction, I think of traveling through space, not traveling through a wormhole to another planet, but actually, like you see spaceships, the actual, the, the actual travel itself. Yeah, not, you yeah. see like exploration and starships and right. and, and those type thing, laser blasters and 
And, you know, that's, I mean, it sounds funny and goofy, but that's actually what I interpreted yeah. to be science fiction. I didn't yeah. know that it could be anything other than a Star Wars or a Star Trek. And and I know that, like, Stargate is very much similar to all of those, but it's a different form of science fiction, if that means anything. Well, so, it. question, is this the, can you guys think of any other shows prior to this that were based in present day, but dealing with science fiction in that respect? The only other one I can think of is Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah, I I have nothing, man. Okay. And, I'm, and I know I'm blanking. I'm sure they like. No, no. What, I, what, well, about, what about Sequest? Okay. No, Sequest was a uh, well a good example of the answer to the question. Uh-huh. I'll say that. Well, I, I say when and Sequest like was science fiction, but it wasn't. No, like, it was. It, oh, you know what? No, it was future though. It was future. Was it the future? It was future. Um, uh, now, it, what about like a uh, Team Knight Rider? Yeah, I didn't see Team Knight Rider or Knight no. Rider. Yeah, Knight Rider in general. That. I don't think that that was just one aspect. It wasn't a science what fiction about, uh, show. Was Highlander classified as fantasy? I would put that into fantasy. Okay. Um, my point was, it, it, you there there are, there are reasons you wouldn't expect that from science fiction because it was a I don't want to call it an anomaly because I'm sure there were other small stuff, but you know Doctor Who and this are the two examples we've come up with, and that's all I can think of at the time. Also, yeah, I, I, I'm just making, present yeah. day science fiction, yeah. like crazy advanced technology we can't really necessarily comprehend because it doesn't actually exist but all done in present day yeah well using what we Doctor have the resources we have the lore that we know of right in, in ter- i mean yeah and and i think part of what made the research so exciting for me was it was so heavily grounded like people forget about the science part of science fiction right. so much that it makes it like so much so unbelievable and i think like what doctor who excels at is that it's like if, if you've ever watched the documentary that you shared with me months ago about the science behind Doctor Who yes. and how almost realistic that science is. Right. And a big part of science fiction is science. And right. I think that this Doctor did Who's a lot well. better at that than SG-1 is. I, I see that, They yeah. explain themselves a lot better than SG-1 does. Well, part of, and that might be, part of it's, might be laziness. We were but, like not even talking about the movie at this point. Yeah. But but yeah. Well, okay. There's they're closely tied though. The, the well, Stargate I, SG One just has more content to talk than about it, than the yeah. movie. Does. Exactly. So, so what I was gonna say is though, SG One they they found all this stuff. Like it's from the perspective yeah. of a human of humans finding advanced technology and trying to figure it out. So they may not be able to explain it. Yeah. Like I mean, and that kind That's of makes point. sense That's a really in, good in this point. context. Whereas when you're looking at Doctor Who, the Doctor can explain things you know what, because yeah. he's he knows, I don't everything. want to say everything. It's not technically everything, but he knows a, a crap ton of information yeah. after being here for, depending on when you're in the show, 1,100 years. But yeah. I, I, do, still. I, will, I will say this, and I think you hit the nail on the head, is, is this show was a great example of how we will how, how to respond to alien technology or, right. or those things because it was so ground like you know what i mean it's like it's like hey we just we don't know what this shit is we're just gonna try and use it like the movie did it to me like so well you know and th- there was a couple parts where i was like i can't think they're gonna jump on the gun but it's like okay uh, let's bring in a scientist a translator okay you guys make this fucker work okay we got it working okay let's send a probe through okay uh humans go yeah you know yeah. and, and they, it was just they like jumped bam, bam, bam. it a little bit but they at least they, they they didn't just magically have the military people at panels making it work right they, they, like, I mean, hey. they, they gave you like they found this thing back in the you know the early the early 20s or whatever and have been and trying been to figure it out trying to work on it trying right. to work on it and then they finally get a big breakthrough well, we finally have enough energy to power it yeah. and now we're like hey now that we can turn it on we should what? probably know what these buttons do right like, we finally have enough macgyver to make this thing work yeah right. and <laughs> i think is it in the it had to be the sh- it had to be the show 
because it's Amanda Tapping's character who yeah. who goes, holy crap, they're controlling it with this tiny little thing. Like, yeah. we had to have, like, six supercomputers yeah. in, like, you know, a hundred years to figure it out, and they've got this tiny little thing that you press big buttons on. Yeah. Although it does kind of remind me of uh, the... Simon? No, no, I was going to say the, the giant remotes you can buy at, like, Walgreens. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, generic remotes, but they have the buttons that are, that are like two inches tall and two inches wide. Yeah. yeah. For people who have like bad eyes, I just think it's and, funny that's yeah. like hand-sized buttons. So like, yeah, don't mess up where you're dialing. Yeah, <laughs> you you want to make sure you know where you you're don't going. want to kill yourself. Um, but I I did think the movie did it did it really really well. You know, like in, like bringing all this to the forefront. And I, I think if you're going to do a series, this that was the perfect way to do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I I yeah, I thought like the way that they did Stargate, the way they handled the Stargate, the origins, the the races, the culture, that whole nine yards was great you know and then uh and then leading straight into the show like i mean that was just like i don't know i'm just i was really impressed with all like how they just interpreted it into everything yeah you know? i still i we talked about it in the break but i still can't believe you guys never watched the show i yeah. dude i told you why like i just thought sci-fi oh, at the time was hokey bokey oh no i just i i can't i, I just i i don't know i just i didn't expect that when you guys were like no i hadn't ever seen it like, wow yeah, right. Well, this will be fun. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> this will be good. It's the first time yeah. that the show... That, like, is, that, is that... Hold on. Wait. It's the first time that we can, have not seen something... Like, because it's normally... I mean, no offense, but... No, no, it's normally it's it's normal you. Yeah, it's me. But it's never been us. Yeah. Like, it'll be him, and then yeah. I've seen it, or it'll be... He's seen it, and I haven't. Right. But yeah. it's never been both of us together. Right. And then I'm, I'm the fun. guy in the corner going... Well, yeah. ne- neither one of us watched classic Doctor Who growing up. Well, none actually, not three of us. Not, yeah. we, we none of us did. and didn't really so, know. I mean, about it's not it. the first time we've we've you know done something on the show that we were unfamiliar with as kids. That's no, funny. no, it was just uh, I think Doctor Who was a uh, it was a tribute because the newer stuff was too new. I think so. Yeah. We were like, eh, let's go old school. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, on the stuff that at least one of us are excited about it is the first time I think you two didn't watch it as a kid, whereas I have. Which yeah. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Ain't, it grand, ain't it grand being, uh, yeah. Yeah, being you know. Yeah, go, ahead, going, I go ahead and pop your collar and I'll go get you a white belt and we can get you some truck yeah. nuts and we can just go ahead and get you, all, get you all, all lined up there. Sweet. So uh, have we given up on trivia? Uh, no. Yeah. I, oh, oh, did we? Yeah, okay. I did. I, I tried it and yeah, like okay. the only trivia I could really pull up that I felt comfortable using was all about like individual episodes and apparently the episode that I was on we hadn't gotten to. Yeah. Well, since we haven't talked about the movie much and we're not doing trivia... I will give you some trivia about the movie. Okay. Fucking right. Are we doing, uh, are we doing giving us trivia or I'm just asking giving us? you okay. trivia? All right. I'm, I'm, I'm giving it to you okay. out of the goodness of my heart. Aw. No, uh, no tuition, <laughs> Professor Willis? Yeah. No, no, okay. none at all. None at all. You're auditing. It's cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm a TA. Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, couple of cool things I found digging around. Uh, there was a high school teacher named Omar Zudi uh, claimed in a 1995 copyright infringement suit that the entire film, that virtually the entire film was stolen from a manuscript he began writing in college. Uh, Zudi even had his former Egyptology professor uh, from Johns Hopkins vouch for him. Contrary to popular belief, uh, Zudi never personally submitted his manuscript directly to Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin, but he claims he submitted it to 20th Century Fox, who rejected it in 1984, five years before Emmerich and Dev- uh, Devlin even met. Uh, the suit alleges that Studio Canal eventually acquired a copy of the manuscript and some years later hired Emmerich and Devlin to make Stargate using Zudi's ideas. Zudi sued Emmerich, Devlin, and the film's producers uh, for $140 million. In, 19, uh, in 1997, the case was settled out of court for $50,000. Uh, in 2013, Zudi published a novel called Egyptscaped based on his manuscript. 
Huh. Which I would be act- I would actually be kind of interested yeah. in reading. Um pre-release screenings of the movie were terrible. Yep. Fucking awful. Yeah, they were did really uh, bad. The percentage of the audience who liked the movie fell into the mid 30%. Uh wow. ex- executive producer realized the main problem was that the plot made zero sense. <laughs> yeah, right. Hmm. Uh, his solution was to have the raw character's dialogue subtitled and made into information that presented a clear storyline. So he just changed all of the subtitles. Didn't change any of the dialogue. Nice. Just changed all of Raw's subtitles well, to that, fix the plot. I guess that comes in handy when you've got yeah. half of a half of a movie in another language that you I, can just change some text. I thought again, oh. like I mean, I don't know. I just I thought that was so like his that whole backstory was like I showed up to Earth to like and I started ruling the place. They got mad at me. Mm-hmm. I left. <laughs> another cool one that I found, I, and I actually went back and listened to this a couple of times. Uh, the uh, the scene where uh, where Ra is taking control of the young boy's body in the movie, yeah, the sound effect they use is James Brown's scream from "I Feel Good." Yeah. I feel, good. Ah, I feel, you know, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a true yeah. story. It's on the internet. Uh, you know, it's true. One of the skept- one of the skeptics at uh, at uh, Jackson's lecture uh, lecture asks who built the pyramids, and uses the quote "men from Atlantis or Martians, perhaps." Right. Given the plots of this movie, Stargate SG-1 and Stargate Atlantis, he was, in fact, correct on both. Right. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I thought it was funny that <laughs> Daniel is suspecting this at, at the whole time, but he can't say it because everybody's going to be like, okay, crazy coop. Like, I, one thing. Good that, luck with like, that. Okay, so I, 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 this is off topic, but I have to interject because now the aliens things have got brought up. I do find it so arrogant for humans on this planet right now to go, yeah, we're alone in this universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because even even if you break it down to mathematics and odds, there is no way in hell that we are alone. There's just you like mathematically, it's impossible. But there's still people on this planet. There's no no life out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you realize that we're in one galaxy of trillions of galaxies? Yeah. Not to mention, we can't even drive to the next one before all of us die. I mean, right. it's, it's 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 just asinine to have that that mindset. That even like even in that movie, it's like that it, it, maybe we don't know. Anyway, continue. Sorry, uh, there's not a I'm whole lot. Off that, my soapbox. There's not a whole lot else. Uh, see, uh, uh, Roz, Roz's former host race was never identified in the movie. Uh, the TV series, the SG One, later identified the entity uh, of Ra as a, a Gwald uh, or gold. 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 gold, gold, gold or gold or you know. Teal'c is the only one who is the only one of them who speaks regularly about it, and he says Gwald. So Gwald. that's that as far as I'm concerned. Speaking that's of right Teal, uh, Christopher Judge, the guy who plays him, was at Pensacon uh, 2014. And we actually have a, a couple couple clips. I want to play those because they're they're from the panel. And it, he just he rambles a bit. So yeah. it might it's going to take a, a little bit. But bear with us. There's it's some two. There's uh, I think two funny, really, uh, really funny stories I want to play. So yeah, uh, bear with us. We'll play those real quick and then we'll, we'll jump back in. Let me tell you a story about the staff. <laughs> 28 minutes, honey. You're going to be all right. <laughs> the staffs were the biggest pain in the asses ever because there was the ones that we actually fight with and actually carry around are very heavy. Um, and they're nine feet, almost nine feet tall. But all the doorways on our sets were seven feet, ten inches. <laughs> So we would do takes in every take. <laughs> 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 
kept hitting the ceilings, the doors. And so I went to the writers and, I, and, and kind of that was kind of the start of the Zach because I didn't want to carry the staffs anymore. But MGM said, no, he has to carry the staffs. And I was like, why? Because if you don't have the staff, the fans won't know who you are. Um, I'm the only black guy. So literally, that's why the staffs even stuck around. It literally was a mandate from MGM that I had to keep carrying the staffs because the fans won't know who's who. <laughs> we got the stupidest stuff from MGM. Daniel Shanks had to wear his glasses all the time because you fans wouldn't know the difference between him and O'Neill. Jim, you're four billion dollars in debt. I wonder why. <laughs> it, it was okay. The last story I'm gonna tell. I promise. I don't know if you got. I don't know if you got. I don't know if you got. Okay. We have one of the. I, I mean, sets say this. Everyone. Everyone talks about how how many people fart on their sets. <laughs> we have the greatest farting set. We got so one day we're, we're shooting in the control room, and it got to the point. I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but it got to the point where we had altered our diets to have um, more um, assaultive parts. <laughs> have a bowl of fiber one. No kidding, this is no joke. A bowl of fiber one topped by uh, Benefiber, topped by SlimFast. The results were explosive. So we were shooting in the control room and Particularly um, adversarial fart contest, <laughs> and it really—it was just horrible. So we had to clear out uh, the control room for a half hour to win. This is no kidding. We had to stop shooting for a half an hour. The next day, and so you have these—you you have uh, 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 production charts, right? So they chronicle. Everything that goes on. First shot was 7.15 a.m. Uh, we started second scene at 9.15 a.m., wh whatever. So in the production chart, <laughs> it's, uh, it was like, 
shooting delay to clear out control room. <laughs> and every day that gets um, emailed to MGM. <laughs> The next day, we, and they love to have these stupid memos. The next day, we had a memo. So every day when you come, every department has these memos, and the actors have them in their trailers, blah, blah, blah. MGM sent a memo saying that bodily functions that cause timely production delays will no longer be tolerated. Memo. And all that meant was the crew could no longer fart, but me and Rick still could. <laughs> I still could have answered your question in like one line, but what fun would that <laughs> Thank you, Doug. As a personal note, for 10 years, so we had great villains on Stargate, right? The one thing they had in common was what? They all had cod pieces. <laughs> so I had been on our wardrobe designer for 10 years to have a cod piece. And she's like, Chris, why would Teal's have a cod piece? Because he can. <laughs> so if you watch the 200th episode, every vignette, Teal has an outrageous cod piece. <laughs> and his cup runneth over. <laughs> See, I wish I could have heard that. It, yeah. it, it uh, makes uh, me uh, so sad that, like, I, my, my, we had a very, very brief conversation. It was about, like, you were with me. It was some, like, they may were making an offhand sex joke. Oh, like, no, they I, were talking about a documentary. They were yeah. talking about females making a documentary about, about strip, strippers, strip, uh, strippers or strip clubs. Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah females yeah. would females can bring in cameras. They're like, sure, bring it on in. But guys, they'd be like, what, what do you think you're yeah, doing? Like, I, I you can't cannot bring help cameras in here. to jump into that conversation. So yeah. I've had a brief conversation with the man, but I was very, I didn't know anything about his work. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, God, I wish I'd have done, you know, like, yeah, see, I, th yeah. I think I might have shook his hand. I, I, I totally would have had a nerdgasm had I done the... the yeah. well, well, I saw him, and you guys were like, and? And I was like, yeah. no, no, it's... Okay, first off, he's wearing another actor's shirt, first off. He was wearing um, Bazinga. Uh, uh, the Bazinga shirt from uh, uh, Big Bang Theory with... Um, uh, Jim Parsons. Yeah, Jim Parsons, thank you. Uh, he was wearing that shirt, but I was like, okay, you're at a comic convention, uh, for yourself as an actor, with your own booth, and you're wearing another actor's shirt. I literally, that's what I said to him. I walked up and I was like, I just want to say that's awesome. Like, you're, you come for you and you're wearing somebody else's shirt. That's awesome. Probably just because you can get that t-shirt at Walmart for five bucks. Uh, you know, but. Maybe. <laughs> I like I like the fact that he's like, I don't even care. But it was, I mean, he could have bought a plain white shirt. But it, yeah. instead, he decided to buy somebody else's shirt and wear that to a convention. I just thought it was great. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, think it's, I shook his hand and said, that's awesome. And then uh, JD talked to him for a little what, bit. What, what, what I thought is cool about stuff like that is it like, it just, it. It grounds the celebrity status. You know, it's like we're all fucking people. I was like, just because I'm on a TV show doesn't mean I can't like another TV show right. or right. watch fuck. Like, you know, like sometimes we get this vision of celebrities that like they do their shit and then they get locked in a box. Yeah. You know, and then we let them out to film again and then lock them back. No, these yeah. are fucking people, man. That's a yeah. cool, that's a cool story. Like, you know? uh, that actually brings up another point. Uh, one of the other things I saw for uh, SG1, Wayne Brady is apparently a huge fucking fan of this show. As and, he uh, should be. 
Yeah, and uh, in season eight, uh, he actually went on and uh, he approached them to uh, to let them uh, to ask them to let him be on the show. Nice. For he uh, he mace winded it. Just put me in the fucking movie. Yeah. I don't care where. I would have. I, I really just want to post it, the entire panel somewhere. I, I'll have to do that. Somewhere. We can. Uh, we'll just drop a link. We'll in. Just, you know, uh, we might just put it as a special, like midway to Pentacon twenty fifteen. Start putting yeah. in some of the panels. Yeah, we yeah. Could just refreshers because like uh, they're they're going to be huge this year anyway. So yeah. I mean, why not go ahead and, and put some of that and stuff get some preview stuff because it'll be good for them to hear what they did last year so they can be excited and you know right. expecting for this yeah. year. Yeah, because his whole panel it, it's rambly. Um, you if you didn't catch that from the two clips we played earlier, it, he. He has a hard time not talking, <laughs> uh, and it, it literally it was at the point where Ed, um, the yeah. MC, was like, "All right, we we literally have to Who stop." Is awesome. He ended up um, they ended up auctioning off the last question. I think we talked about it during the yeah. episode, but they ended up auctioning off the last question because Christopher Judge had talked so long. He <laughs> was like, "We can do the auction, or we can do another question." He goes. You know what we're doing? But Christopher Judge said, "You know what we're going to do both." And, and then Ed was like, uh, "Okay, so let's auction the last question. Uh, <laughs> let's do that, and then your regular auction." It was really good, so uh, I'll try to post that um, relatively soon. Oh yeah. Uh, again, just to point out, like, so we talked about it. You know that we had 129 nominations over the run of the show. They'd won 21 awards. Uh, they'd won uh, two Constellation awards, two uh, or, sorry, 12 Leo awards, and five Saturn awards. Not really sure what they are. I'm sure I could look it up and find out, but it's still impressive nonetheless. I mean, even the nominations alone, 129 different nominations over right. a 10 year run is just fucking. Yeah, great. it's impressive. I am. We you just mentioned different planets, and it made me, it makes me wonder if Neil deGrasse Tyson watches the show or had watched it, and what he thought of their. Uh, you know, I, I'd be. I'd, I'd actually. I'd love to get that. Yeah. yeah, you know, because have, have we talked about that before? Where he ripped apart uh, or tried to rip apart James Cameron on Titanic. Because the Titanic is a known time, place, and um, like weather conditions. Yeah. So it, you literally can reproduce the stars in the sky accurately because yeah. they're all constant. And they didn't. Like they, oh, yeah. they made up a fake one and then mirrored it for the other half of the screen. Oh, so really? it's completely wrong. And he was like, mm-hmm. really? And James Cameron said, let me know when you have another billion dollars in the bank for me. And he was, he was basically like, we've made a ton of money. Who cares? Yeah, like, it, it doesn't I, matter. I, I, there is so like, I, I do like Neil's, uh, like how he approaches pop culture from his perspective, I think yeah. is really real. Like he, it, it makes him more of a classy individual. Right. The way he his does show it. on Netflix is really good. He's too. a, you watch any of that? He, he's an he has incro- a show on Netflix. Yeah. yeah it's called inexplicable, uh, inexplicable universe with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah watch it. He's How doing do it I like, not know? It's he's, like, it's like physics for dummies. He's actually, excuse, uh, excuse me. He's while actually, I look it up. Uh, yeah. if I can remember correctly, I think he's the reason why the whole Pluto, not a planet debate. Started. It is. Well, yeah. it is. It was actually, he was a part of the committee that took away the, the designation of right, planet. Right. And everyone hates him for it. Evidently. Who cares? People, who grew up knowing we had nine planets and now we only have eight with a well a dwarf we grew thing. up no it was like, actually a solid possibility we might be back up to nine well the, yeah there's uh, one there's one further out that it's do you listen it's to star talk radio say again do you listen to star talk radio uh-uh. it's, it's his it's his podcast oh cool um and it's it's usually him talking about random stuff he has guests and then i think once a month they have uh, cosmic queries where they they take questions and he'll yeah. just like they'll do rapid fire questions and he's he either knows or he doesn't and he's pretty much every time he's had at least an offshoot of an answer I, so he may not know yeah. the answer to the actual question but he has something that's related that kind of answers it yeah. there's a real fascinating theory out there right now we're so far off topic but this is our show's tradition um there's there's a hypothesis now that there's a nemesis star like our sun's 
sister or brother that floats around every 26 million years that's caused every catastrophe. Like if you trace all of the mass extinctions, hmm. you can almost put them around the 26 million marker all the way back. And that's it's crazy. like, and they said, so basically they, there's a hypothesis that there's another star out there that hits the Kuiper belt and just starts chunking shit into the, uh, into our system. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, really nuts. 26 million, you say. All right. So we're, we're okay for now. Yeah. Maybe. We got, we got Possibly. Like, maybe Tuesday. Yeah, right. We're, for right now, we're good. So I, uh, I think, I think we, you know, we should all just accept the fact that there's a giant boot that's just going to slam down on us at any minute. What? There's yeah. a... God, no I, saw, I, I saw one of those, those stupid... Uh, we better find a Stargate quick. I saw yeah. one of those stupid uh, Evite things from Facebook or wherever else where yeah. they just make a, a funny comment. But it was something like, do I want a beer today? And it was like, yeah, after the sudden realization that you know I don't have any guarantee of anything and the, the sun might explode at any time and then you know and then a nemesis star may show up yeah i think i'll have a beer yeah <laughs> so <laughs> was like, uh, why not i i, I yeah it, it, yeah you never know dude so we need to stack this show um we uh we i think it's uh, it's quite evident of, is of, it getting of, about that time yeah it's it's about that time you know so uh okay. it's it's about time so uh I, i'm gonna go first because uh i you know as I, if as if this weren't completely fucking obvious yeah we should have just aliened this yeah. fucker and like yeah <laughs> the first straight time. out of the beginning so that <laughs> like, we could, so that we could just you just know. talk about how awesome it is so yeah, yeah uh stargate the movie stacks stargate sg1 season one uh stacks i mean i'm only i think nine ten episodes into it this yeah. thing's a 26 episodes for season one yeah. which is 45 minutes a piece i just couldn't find the time with with work Everything we have going on to watch it all, but I do feel confident in saying that where I'm at, this show stacks, and it stacks to the fucking umpteenth power. Yeah, this I'm, thing was, I'm right there with you. It was so, like, first of all, I'll start with the movie. So I, I put the movie on, and, and I didn't. I had really low expectations because it was, you know, a, a summer movie sci-fi thing, right? Back then, we just, I don't think we did it really well, but fun right. enough to be good. Um and I was just captivated from from scene one till, till to the end of the scene. You know, I thought it was done well. I thought Spader brought a lot to the movie. I thought Russell did very, very yeah. well. I liked the story. I liked the mythos and, and, and all the lore behind it. I thought it was great. Um, and did then, you like uh, did you like French Stewart's performance? <laughs> French Stewart in that fucking room too. And, uh, and I looked for him and I couldn't find him. And uh, you go back and he's he's the guy that keeps giving all the crap to James Spader. Yeah, he like throws his yeah. No, oh no, the the skinny guy who's oh, who's okay. like who's pairing off with Kowalski about it. Oh, well, um, yeah, I loved how real they made it feel and how possible they made this this whole premise feel. Like I, that was one thing I thought the movie just fucking knocked out of the park. Right. Um, SG one. So like it starts up, you know, and it was kind of like and, and like MacGyver's looking at the stars and they're playing cards and I'm like, oh please, please be good. I was like, I'd want you to be so good. Yeah. After and, uh, this movie, please don't suck. Yeah, please don't suck. Memory. I was like, we just finished Garfield. Give me something good. And uh, blown the fuck away, man. Just from, from, and I remember like I texted my wife and Vicky and I, we have a pretty awesome like relationship and we love some of, a lot of the same stuff and Doctor Who and everything. So I was like, we've watched Doctor Who probably 40 times now. It would be nice just to see if, you know, any of the others, not that I, you know, so we like, I was like, I sent her a text 20 minutes into this. Like I found us a new show. Yeah. You know, and fitting enough, it's the one that was run just as like as competes with Doctor Who for the longest running sci fi yeah. show, which I thought was kind of cool. But there's yeah, a, competes. It probably isn't well, the not best com- competes word, is not a best word, it's but the runner up, the runner yeah. up. So if but, you like Doctor Who, chances are you're going to like probably going to like and, uh, and it would I, be I just, surprising if you don't. And yeah. there, there were a few things I didn't like. I, there was a the Kurt Russell to uh, uh, Michael Dean Anderson, uh, James or uh, 
Did I get that right? Richard Dean. Richard, Richard Dean. Wow. And None of us were. Yeah, we're still bad about that. I'm just going to say, I'm gonna say MacGyver. I'm going <laughs> to say MacGyver, but please no disrespect. That's what I'm saying. Um, mm. That that character turn, you know, going from the serious Russell character sure. to the to the more of a laid back was tough for me to accept. It still is, but it'll, uh, it'll get used to it. And then there was one thing that I thought was funny, and it was uh, Amanda Tapping's character. Like, she's the one, like, you know... What Doctor Who does, like, just stay back, let them do their thing. She's like, no, they're going to hit somebody. We need to intervene. And like, whoa, whoa, we just got here. Let's just see what, no, we got to intervene. Like, every episode I've watched, she's like, we got to stop this shit. Yeah. And they're like, who's playing? Like, it's not our, no, we got to stop it. You know, like, even Star Trek, <laughs> they, they've got the prime directive, you know. Right. This bitch is like, no, fuck that. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get some shit rolling. Teak or uh, Tilk. Tilk was amazing. Right? Oh, he's really so good. good, dude. And Daniel was he that. that fucking the fucking thing that, coming out of his stomach though creeps made me, the me cringe. <laughs> yes, it creeps me out <laughs> every time I see that I looked, fucking thing. I, I looked oh my God. away from the fucking <laughs> yes. screen. Yes, <laughs> I had to cover well, my it's, eyes it's like a scared nice. child. I was watching an episode <laughs> and Gio's like, "Daddy, what's up?" I'm like, close your eyes, God, it's scary. I think it's uh, funny they liken his pouch to a kangaroo. Did you guys uh, catch that? No, I didn't. Yeah, catch they, that. they yeah. said it's similar to a marsupial. Uh, pouch yeah because he has a cavity for that thing to sit in it's not it's not (laughs) damaging him technically it's it's his body their bodies are are just be the heebie-jeebies so uh yeah yeah uh uh, sg stack sg one season one stacks uh in the film stacks that's i I, the i done (laughs) (laughs) uh go ahead oh uh i was i mean i'm pretty much right there with you uh this is probably uh you know we don't we haven't really ranked anything in a while but if i was gonna rank it i would knock this straight the fuck out of the park this would be probably my first 10 or maybe my second not first because there was another 10 yeah there was another 10 yeah it was the final fantasy maybe no i gave final no that was you that was you You gave it a seven i gave i gave it i gave it high but uh man this is uh i gave it better this is better than i remember it oh yeah but like and i i stack it to how much i I didn't like it yeah. Right or the or the thought of it back right. then yeah. or, or the clips sure. that I saw. So yeah, this is it blew so, it out of the water. I, I remembered it as a kid. I remember liking it as a kid. I did not expect to like it as much as I did. This it, this show and movie are both fucking phenomenal. I'm gonna, and I'm probably going to wind up finishing it, finishing SG one. I feel like I need a little Wayne your stacks. <laughs> Talk, just, just say just, something. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. That's little John. My bad. What? I, I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you fucking finish. So <laughs> I, so it's very, very, very good. Watch the goddamn show. Watch SG One. Shit, does it stack? Holy shit, it stacks. <laughs> uh, so I gotta change my pants. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, I this thunderous is, erection. It's, <laughs> I'm going to have to stack both of them. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I said I'm going to have to. It, I do stack both of them. The caveat, I will say, is the movie didn't hold up as well as I thought it did to my memory. It's yeah. still good. It's not as good as I remember, but it's still enjoyable. So, I, it still stacks, but it's not a... The movie side isn't a yeah. out of the park. And I, and it's mainly for the opposite reason... Uh, well, not opposite reason, but along the same lines of yours. You had a hard time transitioning with Captain O'Neill's movie to show role i had a hard Um, i had a harder time switching to the cheaper uh, special effects right i had a much harder time with that Uh, than i did with any doctor who ninety seven thousand times i was like and and not even i don't think doctor who's as cheesy it's just this is what we got this is what we're doing right well my my problem is actually it's the other way around where i watched the show so much because of the amount of content there is and i watched i think all of it 
Um, I may not have caught the, like the last season, but I, I watched the good, we'll say eight to nine seasons of the of the show back when they were out. And going back and watching a different person play Captain O'Neill from before the show, it just it felt odd. Uh, but I think I, I've reconciled it as we've been talking about. It, I think I've reconciled it with he like he's he was literally um, he was still in shock from his son shooting himself. And I think that transition from the movie with him in in, in literal shock about to potentially shoot himself. Did anybody else get that weird feeling? From I, the, I got the that. Movie? Well, I definitely I think, caught they that. They never mention it in the movie. Do they? No, no, no they he's, do, he's like sitting he's... there with a gun when they go show up to his house. Now, the, the, now it could be a... him reminiscing about yeah, the gun yeah, that yeah, his, yeah, his yeah, son yeah. shot himself with, but the feeling I got was like effing, like effing A. Like, I, I might as well just end it here. Like, yeah. I, that's the feeling I got going back and watching now, There's one adult. thing that I don't remember the hitting on is his wife's gone in this series. Like, I don't remember that. Like, I, now, now where I'm at, they haven't talked about her, but like, he had definitely had a wife. Uh, yeah, they talk about it later. Okay, uh, they they get into it later. But um, okay, what I was gonna say though is, I think because they, they they go off in the movie that he comes back, possibly dismantles and sends it to a different mountain. So he may have yeah. he may have uh, fulfilled his his obligation to Daniel by dismantling the the Stargate. He didn't say he wouldn't rebuild it in another location. So yeah. anyway, uh, now once at Shine Mountain, we don't have an exact time. Uh, time frame between movie and show that I'm aware of. I don't uh, the the TV, uh, SG one starts one year after one year. the events of okay. Stargate the movie. So I I can reconcile the difference in character by one year of mourning and getting over the shock of that stuff happening. Yeah, and it turning into a, a person who has learned how to cope cope with you know jokes, taking things l- less less seriously, and being slightly rebellious uh, is the character you end up learning him as. Um, you guys haven't watched enough of the show yet. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I, but I, I think you get that feel from even the first like two you, or you three. Do. Like two, there's the part episodes. where he goes against like a direct order, or right. he'll like, or he'll be the hard ass. I mean, he he still got a lot of those right. traits. It's just it was very evident of who he was in the movie, and he's right. very different in the series. Yeah. And now that the more I think about it, I think you're you're dead on. It's like, well, there's been a couple years between I, this. I might be reading in, in between, but that's how my brain is going to compensate and let me right. be okay there was, with that. There's one thing that, uh, that like I, I will try, like I just want to add and it's, um, and Vicky and I had a great conversation about how when actors change, but the characters stay the same and Dr. Who has mastered it with the regeneration oh fact. Like well, I they think give a, they those, give a reason. And the, that's, the, I mean, yeah. it's a reason, but it's a, it's a, epic reason. I mean, you yeah. could theoretically run this show for 90 years and it still be just as good because you, he he can die and come back. Whatever. As, as long as they it's keep plausible. The, as long yeah. as they keep the lore, uh, the, the lore is not the word. Um, canon. The, the canon, right? As now, long as they keep the same canon and they they keep that underarching theme of him and relationship with humanity. Right now, so I see, it, but it's it. it's the thing is it makes it tougher for me for TV shows and things like that because of there's not a there's not a reason. It's just a, right. we couldn't book the guy or he was too expensive or it was you know a right. movie star versus a TV star. And I get that, you know, but there, the thing that she said was, you know, with, with like a, like a Spider-Man, you know, we have three different Peter Parker characters, like a Ben Riley and X and X and X, and they could theoretically kill Peter and you could be Ben, right. or, you know? And I thought if they were to do something along those lines, it makes those transitions easier. So let's say Captain O'Neill passes away and then you've got this guy who's, the, right. you know what I mean? Anyway, that's just a weird random thought on all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, he, he is a different character, not just a different actor. So I, it's less of a harsh transition to me. Uh, once I now that I've especially now well, that I mean, I've thought you about know, it. Kurt Russell and, you know, uh, Richard Dean Anderson, Anderson. Yeah, they both play Captain Jack O'Neill. Right. But I mean, he's he's a different I didn't mean different character. It, his character has changed. Like, oh, uh, OK. Not his, how, yeah. not his man. That's I don't his know how to demeanor. phrase it. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's his a demeanor good word has for it. changed. That's a great word for the, it. It's still the same person in that universe, but his his obviously appearance is a different person, but you know, the way he acts, all of his personality, all of that has changed. I attribute it to a year of mourning and getting over the fact that his son shot himself with his loaded gun. Yeah. Uh, but but that happened before the events of the movie. Right. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. It, the way I read it was the movie started relatively soon after that event because he was you know, still a year is relatively soon. Uh, he first was still, and foremost, he I was still, yeah. he was it, still in, in I don't know. Shock. I don't. Yeah, I've never had a conversation, nor I will have a conversation with anybody who's ever experienced a situation like that. Right. I can only assume that the gravity of that could last yeah, decades yeah, yeah. or the rest of your life. Right. Anyway, so, we're way, way off, off topic off and off getting off depressed. Off so, yeah, let's, so yeah, let's recap it, the stackage and wrap this shit up. It is unanimous stackage. Yes. It's the first time in stops, a couple months. Stops on all sides. Everything. First First time since maybe Pensacon that we've unanimously stacked something. So that's pretty cool. It's. Uh, it's it's across the fucking board. Yeah. If and, you if and you've never planned, watched this, which is great. If you've never watched this, we were in exactly the same boat two weeks ago when we decided to do this. And me and JD are both fucking hooked now. Yep. Oh yeah. So if that if yeah. if our opinions mean anything to you, watch this fucking show. <laughs> Please watch. Thank this you, show. Bulldog. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Bulldog. <laughs> so good. Um. So yeah. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. You Another. Can find, uh, uh, you can find uh, SG One on um, Amazon Prime. Yep. You can find the movie on Netflix. Yep. And they're well worth a ten dollars subscription to watch this shit. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, guys. Thanks y'all for tuning in. Um, I'm not going through the social network list. Y'all fucking know where to find us if you yeah. want to look us it's, up. Look uh, for how it stacks. I, I haven't well, come well, across for something that is it's not, not us. Yeah. So, so yeah, just check us out on all that. And if you want a personal Twitter, just go back to a couple episodes. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm again, <laughs> thanks to Geekio, obviously geekdash.com. Yeah. Uh, if you go to to geek-io.com slash Patreon. Feel free to, to pass the money our way to uh, help support the network as a whole, not just this show. That would be nice. Yeah, so uh, guys, once again, thank y'all for tuning in. I'm JD. I'm Willis. And this is How It Stacks. Supercomputers to MacGyver a system for the gate on Earth.
for listening to the Mobcast Network.